You're listening to Fuel Radio, inspiration and training to fuel your day. Now here's your host, Rod Jans. Hi, and welcome to Fuel Radio. On the line with me today is JoLynn Philbrook. JoLynn was diagnosed with a rare type of breast cancer in uh, 2008. At the same time she had cancer, she also went through a custody suit and had no income for a while. Then in 2010, JoLynn survived kidney cancer. Using her knowledge, JoLynn created a program to help herself through those challenging times. So if you've listened to Fuel Radio before, you know I'm not all that into introductions. I like to get people's <laughs> stories. So we'll let JoLynn fill in the blanks. Uh, welcome to Fuel Radio, JoLynn. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Great. It's good, good to have you here. JoLynn and I met at the uh, New Media Summit in San Diego a, a couple weeks ago. The whole idea of that summit was to put podcasters together with people who have written books. JoLynn has written a book. We'll hear more about that later as well. But here we are. Good, good to have you here. Thanks. I'm happy to be here and I'm looking forward to it. And the New Media Summit was so much fun. I met great people. Yeah, wasn't it great? I mean, I was really surprised at the conversations. I had so many deep and meaningful conversations with people. It was, it was incredible. It was. Yeah. How did you, how did you find the pitch process? So I, we should just tell our listeners that what, what everyone had to do, there was people there called icons of influence and they were podcasters. And then we all, all the, everybody, everyone else was there to pitch and to try and get onto different programs. How did you find that whole process? I found for myself, I did not practice my um, pitch, you could say, because I've already embodied it. So I would just kind of listen to my intuition. I'd say, what do they need to know? And I'd hear something and I'd go, oh, okay. And I just would practice listening. And then when I got up on the stage, um, it just all flowed and came out really great. Where it was really stressful and Harry was in the ladies' room. Everybody's in there. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to speak. I'm so scared. I'm so stressed. And they're stressed. Oh, my gosh. I started taking on their stress. And I oh, started yeah. getting anxiety. And it's like, oh, my gosh. I wish I had a number. I had time. I knew when I was going to talk. Then I could breathe and relax. And everybody could be calm. Yeah. But other than that, it was great. Good. Yeah, that was the other thing we didn't really know when we were going to go up but and so I didn't see what was going on in the women's room obviously so. <laughs> thanks yeah, for sharing that with us <laughs> you could have been a fly on the wall but the, all the women were stressed I'm telling you <laughs> T tell us a little bit more about what you do maybe describe the moment that you decided to put this program together and obviously you have quite a quite a story you went through a lot there between 2008 and 2010 yes um, I was married for like 22 years, and my husband's mother died, which was his rock. And he totally fell apart, had like a midlife crisis. And um, he went like from family man to Hugh Hefner. So we got a divorce. <laughs> and then three years later, my son comes home and says, Mom, I don't feel safe at Dad's house. And I'm going, why? And he saw his dad snorting a white powder, and he's taking alcohol in the car. Mm -hmm. So that started the custody suit, mm -hmm. and he stopped doing his payments. At the same time, I found out I had Paget's disease, which is 
a cancer that's on the skin, but it's also uh, found with a, a different kind of cancer, and I ended up with a mastectomy. Mm-hmm. And then I went through chemo and then kidney cancer. And my favorite thing to do was lay in bed at night and rehash whatever happened in court and cry and get all mad. And one night I go, you know what? That's it. I'm not crying anymore. And that was my turning point, sitting in that dark night. And I thought, wow, if I can't cry and get angry, what am I going to do? And that's when I remembered I had this dream that I was going to the dream was I was um, standing on a stage talking to an audience of women saying I survived breast cancer. And I go, okay, that's it. I'm going to be a speaker. So okay, stop just for a sec. Was that an actual dream? Like did you dream that in your sleep or was that something that you uh, imagined. It's what I would call a premonition dream. Okay. So it, to me, it would be a message from spirit. And so I thought, okay, I'm supposed to be a speaker. I don't, I'm scared to talk to people. I'm an introvert, right? <laughs> so I had to join Toastmasters. And I'm telling you, that is so scary getting up there. Literally, I would shake. Now I shake out of excitement. But in the beginning, <laughs> it was fear. I was so afraid. But that's, that's great. If I could just stop you there. I think sometimes people have this vision of what they can do, and they just kind of hope that it will happen. But I love that you went to Toastmasters. I love that you went and, and picked up a few skills and got some practice. That, that, good for you. That's, that's great. Yes. And then how I turned my life around was I decided I had uh, start on my mindset. So I had to teach myself not to get angry, not to believe all the lies and threats that were coming at me. And I used tools. So I went through a magazine because I was also like really sad and depressed. Chemo, Oh my gosh, I would not recommend it. It just puts you in, I would say, major depression. So I found a photograph of a woman that was super happy and smiling and she had pearls on her necklace and a pink blouse. Mm -hmm. And I put her in a frame in my kitchen and I walk by and say, that's a new me, I am happy. Mm -hmm. So I used uh, visuals to help shift my mindset. Great, good, good for you. Yeah. And then you went from there. That's kind of, uh, where did the idea for books and courses and all that other okay. kind of stuff <laughs> happen? So, so just before cancer, I was rebuilding my life. I went to school, became a behavior therapist, hypnotherapist. Okay. And then I got into the coaching world as I was going through this custody suit cancer. And then I went to a workshop and they said, if you want to be an expert, you must write a book. And I thought, oh my gosh, what do I know? I don't know anything. I'm not, I didn't experience anything or whatever. And they're saying, your um, life experience is a story and how you got out of it is what you write your book on. So I wrote my book, it's called um, From Tears to Triumph, and it's all about the steps I use to transform my life. And there is um, 
a special section in there where I talk about how you can just release the grief and release uh, stuck emotions. Because in my opinion, the stuck emotions like anger, resentment, guilt, shame, this is what causes um, dis-ease in somebody's body. So I put a process in there on how to get rid of it. Excellent. Let's yeah. just talk briefly about your process. Does that come from your coaching and, and hypnosis training? Is it, is, is it sort of based on those things? Or this is something that you've, just, you've developed on your own? Uh, I, it's a touch of spirituality. It's, I um, went in the cancer episode, I really dived deeply into my spiritualness. Mm -hmm. And so it's um, a process I learned in that time frame. Okay, great. Good. And you found, so first of all, you found that it really helped you. And then uh, you began to let people know you began to expand and you began to do some some programs. Tell us, you, you offer workshops from time to time. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Um, I started teaching Breakthrough to Prosperity because there's three main topics, health, wealth, and relationship. Well, heck, I just got divorced. Some relationships, forget it. And <laughs> health, I just went through cancer. I don't want to hear about anybody's illness. So that left me one channel <laughs> that I haven't been down yet, which was wealth. Yeah. And I always liked make, making money. Uh, in When I was married, we uh, sold jewelry and traveled and went to arts and craft shows. Mm -hmm. And I designed jewelry. So I carved the wax and, you know, so that was really fun. So my program's called Breakthrough to Prosperity. And I would teach people how to listen to their beliefs release the stuck emotions that are keeping them stuck in that vibrational rate of um, lack and scarcity, and then how to raise above and change their consciousness so that they could move into alignment of prosperity. We're going to uh, hear a bit more from you a little bit later, just, and you can possibly, hopefully, you'll give us some tips, I, I would imagine, on, on how to do some of these things. Let's talk about your business and how you got launched. What was it like for you to offer your first workshops? Maybe just tell us the story of that. Like, how did you go from zero to launching a workshop and getting people in the room? Okay. First, it was really kind of scary and hairy. I had to call up everybody I knew, invite their friends. I invited people on Facebook. And what was interesting is I had this belief, it's not any good. It's not going to work. Nobody's going to show up. So this uh, is the part of the mindset that I had to work through and just have faith that, hey, I really do know what I'm talking about. I've already done it. I've already had... Um, coaching clients that have proved that this system works. The only difference is I'm going into a group. And the group was a little scary because when you go into a group, you don't know who you're impacting, who you're not. So it's, um, it's challenging. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. And how did you find even your initial coaching clients? Where did they, uh, where, where, what did you do to market your, your coaching uh, business? 
I started out networking and going um, places and just kind of talking to people. But what I found out is when I really listened to them mm. and fed back what they were saying in a way that was uh, beneficial for them, it was like, oh, you really heard what I said. And then I would say something that would pique their interest, like, would you like to shift your beliefs around that? Mm. You know, you ask them an empowering question yeah. and, they, and they go, yeah, or no, or tell me more about that. And then you know whether to continue the conversation or to invite them to something or come to a course or whatever you might have to offer at the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I know, I know that you have experienced a, a, a bit of a Wi-Fi lifestyle. You, me, you mentioned the craft business that you had. You were driving around <laughs> and traveling and all sorts of stuff like that. And now you're doing your current practice and, and program from, from home as well. What's, what's one way that you work smarter and not harder? Like how, how are you leveraging your efforts? Ah, uh, Instead of um, struggling so hard, I stop. Okay, so let me backtrack. Okay. First, I have to recognize I'm like struggling. That's yeah. the hardest part. <laughs> so what I found for myself is if I'm like cleaning, constantly cleaning something, I'm procrastinating. Mm -hmm. If I'm lost in Facebook world, I'm procrastinating. And typically that means I'm struggling in an area and I sit down and I say to myself, okay, we're stuck. What are we stuck on? What's a challenge? What am I feeling? And for me, typically it's fear. Mm. And what are you afraid of? It's typically uh, nobody's going to come. Nobody's going to like it. Bottom line, not good enough, right? Yeah. And I go, okay, well, so what if nobody comes? So what if it's not good enough? You know what? Today you're only practicing. So let's just practice and let's get it done. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. And then <laughs> I get back into the groove and I get it done. So I actually have to sit down and have a conversation with myself. I love that. I don't know what spurred it on at the time, but I... I made this diagram once I, I made it on my computer. So I put the word struggle in the middle and then I put one of those circles around it with a line through it. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, no more struggle, but struggle, uh, sensing that you're struggling is a great sign, isn't it? That you're not exact, you're not trusting, you're not focusing, you've got some sort of belief or something's going on. Like you said, you're avoiding, uh, you're procrastinating. It's a good sign that you're not necessarily in the, in the mindset that you, that you need to be in to, uh, to make progress. And I also, uh, I picked this up off the internet somewhere, but there's a little guy climbing steps and I have a chart on my wall. And the first one is, I don't want to do it. And then the next one is, I can't do it. I won't do it. I can't do it. And then it goes up to um, how do I do it? I'll try to do it. I can do it. And then yeah. finally, yay, I did it. So that little visual helps yeah. me because I go, okay, what step am I on? Yeah. You know, what's going to move me to the next step up? Nice. 
And for our podcast listeners, uh, Jolyn was actually looking at the diagram on her wall. So. <laughs> People who are if, if we put this video, people will see that you were looking at your wall. <laughs> yeah. Just moving on. Uh, why do you do what you do? Have you thought about your why? Yes. <laughs> I have two whys. I have the public why, and then I have my personal hidden why. Uh-huh. So which why would you like to hear? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're open to it, I'd love to hear both of them. I mean, you, it's absolutely up to you, but you, you go ahead and share which one you'd like to share. Okay. So the public why is I just like to help people. And when I help somebody, it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. So I just, I like being of service. Yeah. You know, I like to see that smile on their face and I like to see that, oh, wow, I got this or it's going to work for me. And that, yeah. that brings me joy. Excellent. And then my hidden secret, which I don't tell anybody. We're revealing it so here today, folks. we're revealing it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Only so, if you want to. You can stop now if you want. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think it's good. I need to practice this. So okay. thank you. Thank you. Um, what I learned in this cancer experience is that my um, shove down anger and resentment, in my opinion, caused the cancer. Mm-hmm. I also learned how to clear stuck emotions through a, um, a breathing process I learned. And so if I help somebody release these stuck emotions, I've saved one life. And sure. they don't have to go through what I went through. So my, my big overall thing is to help people, men or women, um, stay healthy and for women not to get breast cancer because you, you don't really have to get it if you know how to get rid of all those emotions. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I think there's been plenty of studies done. I'm putting myself out here on a limb. I don't know for sure, but <laughs> you know, stress causes illness for sure. And uh, I don't know if there's scientifically, if there's a direct relation between stress and cancer, maybe there I'll, I'll research it before I produce this episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe have a link to a study that, that shows that. But, uh, there, there is, there, <laughs> there are is. Okay, studies okay. out yeah. there that link stress to um, disease and, and cancer. And what's interesting, here's, I did an in-personal survey when I was in the hospitals and stuff like that. I went up to these women out of curiosity and I asked, did something happen a year and a half to two years before you got breast cancer? Oh, yeah. And 99% of them, all but one, said yes, they just went through a divorce. Uh-huh. Now, if you go through a divorce, there's all this anger and and unhappiness and betrayal hurt the one person that said no her father her um, excuse me her brother died Mm. so all these women in my opinion had heart ache sure and if you think about it the heart the chest the lungs these are the three things that kill women the most heart attacks lung cancer breast cancer i think it's from a broken heart well it's great that there's people like you that are doing what you're doing and, and helping people with these things. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about your area of speciality and uh, feel free if you'd like to give us a couple of tips. I'd love to hear more about uh, what you do and, and how you help people. 
Okay. So what I love to do is walk people through my uh, breakthrough to prosperity process, which is pretty simple. I have eight steps. And so step one is really simple. It's like get clear on what you want. And step two is to handle those beliefs that come in. And so really simple tip that somebody can do if they have these beliefs that come in that aren't true is to recognize them. And I use a stop sign to say stop. And then you go cancel, 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 and you say it three times in a row because that tells your brain that you're um, starting a new channel, like a new file cabinet, something new is going to come in. And then you state the new positive belief that you want to install. And it takes about 16 times in a row of saying something before it gets slipped into your subconscious mind. Mm. And then we work on the emotions. And I teach everybody my technique, my breathing technique to clear those stuck emotions. And then we go into the spiritual side and we tap into our intuition. We meditate, visualize. And I teach them a certain process. I call it aligning to the energy of the desire that they want. And that takes, you know, let I, I hold their hand and walk them through that. But um, yeah, but it's really important to get a hold of your mindset and your emotions so you can create what it is you want. Off the top, we talked about the New Media Summit. And one of my big takeaways from that, and maybe I was going through it a little bit as well at the summit, was just the whole area of, of clarity. Can you give us a little advice on how to get more clear on, on what we want? Yes. And a lot of times when you talk to somebody and you say, they go, I want a new job. You go, great. What do you want? Well, I don't want to work for a crappy boss. I, I don't want to be paid like I was paid. I wasn't making much money. Uh, I don't want to travel the freeway for an hour every day to get to work. I don't like coworkers that are cranky. So did you notice one thing in common? It was all, we, all things that they don't want, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So this is how people talk about what they want. And it's really not their fault. We are taught to think and speak negative. We're programmed that way. The TV does it, the news. Oh, my gosh, I don't even watch the news. So what you do is you write down everything you don't want because you're doing a mind dump. And then you flip it or you ask yourself, what do you want instead? So if you don't want a crappy job, what do you want? Mm -hmm. Oh, I want a job where I'm honored and respected and I'm paid well. A job where I work with a boss that loves my, um, what I do, who I am. I want to be cherished for the things that I do. I mean, you know, you can think of anything off the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, it, it's interesting how this works. Uh, I've seen it work a couple times recently. And years ago, my, uh, my sister-in-law was looking for a new job. And she had a very clear picture of what she wanted. And it was based on what she didn't want. But she still, and she held out for that particular job. She was getting all kinds of job offers. She was in demand. And we were thinking, you know, the, the clock is ticking here, you know, what are you doing? But you know what? She held out, she got the, 
She got better pay than she had before. She works four days a week instead of five. And she works for a great, a great boss. And it was like, that was kind of the, one of the first times that I saw that where, you know, we kind of thought she was crazy. Why don't you, why don't you just take the job? And yeah. she ended up, she ended up getting the job that she really wanted. So this, this stuff really works. Yes, it does. Well, let's move on to our final round here, and then we'll find out uh, what you have to offer our listeners. We do a, a bit of a speed round. And so uh, the first question is, do you have a resource that inspires you? Is there a book, a blog, a video, a movie, a podcast, an article, or a person that has recently inspired you? Oh, you know, I would almost think it would be Steve Osher because of the New Media Summit. And he wrote a book on what's your what. And that, when I did the book before I went to the New Media Summit, that really inspired me. And it helped me look at my life differently. And as we grow and change, we're not the same person we were. So I went to the first New Media Summit, and I thought, I want to show up different this time. How am I going to show up different what is it I need to do? And so I thought, oh, let's just redo the book again. And I learned things the second time around than I did the first time. And you can see your growth too. Is there a business tool, an app, a software program, something that helps enhance you, enhance your life and live a Wi-Fi business lifestyle? I love Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Zoom is so much fun. And I'll tell you why I like Zoom too. Is because if you live by yourself, you're traveling, you're in a hotel room, you're always by yourself. But when you're with Zoom, it's like, oh, your friend's in the room with you. And (laughs) yeah, it's great. You don't have that isolation feeling. Yeah, I love Zoom too. I mean, it's great for podcasting. It's great for recording. I use it for all kinds of meetings. We do a, um, this might be of interest to you. We do a, a, a contemplative group once a month on Zoom. We, we oh. meet and we, and we pray together. So yeah. Oh, nice. We, yeah, it's, it's a great tool for all sorts of, of uses. Do you have an inspiring cause or a nonprofit that you'd like to give a shout out to? Ah, you know, the only cause I can think of off the top of my mind is supporting women in the breast cancer arena. Sure. Just, you know, that's the only one that's close to my heart, you could say. Sure. So any organization that is, that is doing that. Yeah. So just to finish things up here, I know that uh, we've mentioned it a couple times and what a great title of your book, From Tears to Triumph. Is that something that you'd like to offer our, our listeners today or, or tell us how we can get a hold of that book. Yes, I would love uh, to share that book with everybody. You can go to my website. It's um, www.jolen, J-O-L-E-N, Philbrook, P-H-I-L-B-R-O-O-K.com. And then it's forward slash free book. And they can get a, the whole book free uh, downloadable PDF and they can transform their life. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Thanks for, thanks for making that offer. I I love client stories and I'm wondering if there's someone that you have worked with or has read the book that you've gotten a testimonial back where they've, they've really had a, a breakthrough and become more prosperous as you say. Yes. I have a gentleman that I worked with who was a real estate agent 
uh, for two years, he had no listings, no income, and he just couldn't do anything in the real estate world. So I worked with him for a little bit, and I uh, shifted some of his stuck emotions. And then he went out, he got a listing within a week, and then it sold the next week, and it was a million-dollar listing. So his dry spell in real estate was definitely flowing. <laughs> right on. That's a great story. So if you want to find out more about what uh, JoLynn is offering, you, again, you can go to JoLynnPhilbrook.com. It's J-O-L-E-N-P-H-I-L-B-R-O-O-K.com. And we'll have links in the show notes and uh, to this. So if you go to FuelRadio.com, when JoLynn's episode is up, you'll be able to find out more about the free offer of the book and uh, how to get in touch with Jolyn if you want to do some some coaching and some more work with her. So thanks so much for joining me today, Jolyn. Well, thank you so much. It's been really fun. You've been listening to Fuel Radio.